great pleasure to be here with all of you. And it's a tremendous challenge because I'm, wow. <laughs> I, uh, I'm not sure that I really perceived my role. Uh, I presume it is to talk about success or the pathways to success. And I'm not there yet. By any sense of the word, I, I perceive success as a sense of total inner satisfaction <clears throat> with one's life. A sense that one has fully completed his or her obligation to this society of ours that leaves this world a better place than he or her found. As I say, I'm not there yet. So regardless of how you all perceive me, I do not perceive myself as successful in the sense that I've given you success. And therefore, I don't feel that I am qualified to talk to you about. Furthermore, if you were hoping that I might recommend to some of you a career in the brewing industry, and that I might outline to you the pathways of getting to be a captain of the brewing industry, I'd say forget it. I didn't choose it. It was chosen for me, and that's one thing I want to talk about, and what I want to stress this morning to all of you. Now, you heard it coming out loud and clear last night from everybody who spoke to you. Do your own thing. Don't you let anybody interfere with that thing. Because your happiness, your contentment, your progress in our society is going to come from doing your own thing. And you are listening this morning to a guy who knows what he's talking about because, believe it or not, I was never permitted to do my own thing. In the first place, I am where I am probably because I was very intelligent in the choice of grandfathers. <laughs> I chose a young man who was orphaned at the age of 12 in Germany. And by the time he got to be 18 years old, was so disenchanted with the economic and the political oppression of the Germany of that time that he stowed away on a boat bound for Baltimore and arrived in this country as a WAP. Uh, do you know what a WAP is? You think that's a person of Italian extraction? That's just one of the WAPs. Anybody who came over here without papers is a WAP because that's what they stamped on your papers. And he came over as a double walk, without papers, without passage. A man of no formal education, of tremendous determination, came to a tiny little mining community in Golden, Colorado, and carved out the name for himself. Now, the interesting thing about a heritage like that, a grandfather like that, if some of you, I imagine that your generation has gotten away from this thing. But what you should know about my generation, particularly if you were a member of what is called a patriotic system, patri patriarch system, or a patriarch, you didn't ask any questions. You did what you were told. And I was told what I was to study in school. 
And I was told that I was to train myself to become a business executive, to take my so-called rightful place in the management of my company. And this has set up all kinds of internal conflicts in me that I have had trouble all of my life overcoming, and I couldn't recommend it to any of you. My mother wanted me to be a concert pianist. And believe it or not, I had a certain talent for that. I still have, as a matter of fact. So I'm a frustrated pianist. My father wanted me to be a chemical engineer. I wanted to be a doctor. And guess who won? Don't let anybody win but yourself. Determine for yourself what you want to be. And then, whether or not you make it depends upon what you yourselves are. I would say that the most important characteristic that any successful person must develop was very apparent last night in those speakers. That is character, believing and standing for something, taking responsibility for yourselves, and doing your thing because you want to do that thing, and not because somebody else wants you to do it. As and when you have that commitment to yourself, that you get up in the morning because you want to get up in the morning, that you study because you want to study, that you have established moral and ethical values for yourself that you believe in, then you have character. You heard from a tough Irish cop last night that was so overwhelmed by an experience but he broke down and cried in front of you. That takes character, my friends. That's the kind of character that I am talking about. That is commitment. And do your own thing. It's not easy to achieve. I had a very, very difficult time with this. I still have a very, very difficult time. And I can remember when I was not quite as old as you were, I was in a total state of rebellion. Rebellion against this, you might say, planned destiny of mine. My father sent me to boarding school at the ripe old age of 13. And I can remember some of the experiences there. Some of the great people that I met there that began to shake me up. One in particular I would like to share with you. I found myself for some reason in an advanced Latin class way in over my head. And again, in total rebellion. And I can remember one day particularly in that class when the teacher a man by the name of Norman Hatch. Obviously, we all called him Booby. <laughs> and he looked at me because I wasn't properly prepared and I'd messed up my assignment. 
And he looked at me and he says, Coors, you are a crow among swans. He was full of little expressions like that. <laughs> and I was crushed. I broke down and started to cry. Just overwhelmed. When the class was over and I was discouraged, depressed, I can remember walking down the street from the classroom with all kinds of thoughts of running away and getting on a slow boat for China and so forth, you know. And at one time in our lives, we all have these thoughts. Give up, quit. The ultimate rebellion. And all of a sudden, I felt an arm, strong arm, around my shoulder. He said, let's go to the grill. The grill was where we went to keep ourselves reasonably, uh, you might say, what do you call it, uh, reasonably well fed. You certainly couldn't do it on the academy food. And uh, so we simply went into the grill. And uh, we sat. I forget what we shared, a cup of tea and some toast or something like that. And said very, very little. Nothing about the class. But here you have, or I have, the arm of friendship being extended to an incredibly lonely, miserable little kid. And I was a miserable little kid. I was well coated with baby fat. I had all kinds of complexes. I didn't like myself. And I couldn't see that anybody else would like me either. And I'm sure that many of us in this room have gone through those same feelings. But that had a magical effect on me. If I did nothing else, I made myself the best Latin student in the school. And I cracked what was then called the college board with one of the highest grades in the country simply out of my respect for a man, as I say, extended an arm of friendship to me. Now these are the stepping stones. These are the things we must perceive. And we must perceive ourselves as people. We all can't be beautiful. If God intended all of us to be Greek gods and Greek goddesses, he would have made all of us Greek gods and Greek goddesses, and God, how boring it would be. And it is tough on some of us when the boys go for the pretty girls, and the girls go for the pretty boys, and we can't all be pretty. In other words, we can't all be physically beautiful. There is no way we can achieve that. We have got to accept ourselves as we are, physically. But there isn't one of us that cannot be spiritually beautiful. We can, every one of us, win the Miss America contest or the Mr. America contest in terms of being spiritually beautiful. And that is what we must achieve. Last night, we heard from a lawyer, we heard from a famous explorer, we heard from two football coaches, 
somebody else we heard from an Irish cop. And you saw spiritual beauty that wouldn't quit. I was very, very taken by Mr. and Mrs. Thomas when they shared with you what they felt was the greatest value in the world, and that is love. Because I totally agree with them. Unfortunately, they didn't have enough time to define love for you. I would like to give my definition of love to all of you. Probably the most important thing that all of you must achieve if you are going to achieve success is what I refer to as the 11th commandment. If Moses hadn't been so anxious to get down to all of his people who were there carousing and creating graven images, if he stayed on that mountain a little bit longer, I think God would have carved out the 11th commandment. Thou shalt love thyself. I am not talking about narcissism, which is simply nothing more than vanity. I'm not talking about conceit. And I'm not talking about egomania. I am talking about the fact that we must perceive ourselves as lovable people. We must make ourselves people who can be loved. Because we are really not in a position to love. And love is primarily the fundamental relationship between people. And if we are going to be successful, the most important thing we have to be able to do is to radiate relationship to people. You might call it rapid. Call it what you want. Now, love is all kinds of things to all kinds of people. The poets write about it. The composers compose about it. The artists paint about it. And so forth. And the musicians, like Dallas said, that compose about it. And most of it involves this rather agonizing experience that many of us go through, particularly when we are young, which you might refer to as romantic love. Romantic love really has very little to do with love. In the most cases, there's no love at all. If you will sit down and analyze very carefully what we might refer to as romantic love, you will find that it is a total blend of many kinds of emotions. And if you will take this romantic love and separate it into the various emotions, and if you understand clearly each one of those emotions so that you can cope with them separately, you will be able to understand love. Nobody hurts somebody else if they love them. Nobody goes out and shoots him or herself because they love somebody. Romeo and Juliet don't go out and commit suicide if they love one another. Because if you love someone, you don't want them dead. 
And if you love someone, you don't want to hurt them by going out and doing away with yourself. And we all go through this, what I refer to as rather immature reaction to what we perceive as love. I love you. Well, I'm sorry, I don't love you. All right, then, I hate you. You see? We might love someone, and if that one doesn't return the love, then we hate. We hate because we've been hurt. Now, what are we talking about? We're not talking about loving. We're talking about being loved. And part of romantic love, my friends, is the need that we all have to be loved. That is a very strong emotion, not only in us, look at it in animals, pets and what. How desperately they strive to be loved. There is another thing, another aspect of romantic love that most of us probably haven't thought about. That's this very strong instinctive desire in all of us to possess, to own. And there isn't one of us in this room, wouldn't like, wouldn't like to have something that we don't have. And that's one of the great motivations in a capitalistic, materialistic society such as we have, that we tend to equate success with the amount of money we make. I can assure you from personal experience it hasn't got a damn thing to do with it. Some of the most miserable people I know are the wealthiest people that I know. So material affluence is not success. But the desire to possess is a natural desire, and it is a very, very integral part of romantic love. Now there is another nat natural emotion, or in this case, an instinct, which is part of it. And that's nothing more than just biological attraction. And this is something that all of us have to cope with virtually all of our lives. It's probably the biggest single problem that a sophisticated society has to deal with. Now that's three. The need to be loved, the want to possess, the biological instinct. And what is the fourth element of romantic love? Love. Love. And if you can get the other three done away with, you will find that love is a one-way street. Love is something that goes out from you and asks nothing in return. In other words, if you fall in love with a young man or a young lady, and you can, you can define the, or you can distinguish between your various feelings. You may be hurt because they don't love you. You may be frustrated because you cannot possess them. But you will still love them and not hate them. And that kind of love can be extended not to one, two, but to hundreds and thousands of people. And to me, that is important to success. 
should have been very obvious to you last night that those men that talked to you loved you. I hope it's obvious to all of you that I love you. So take responsibility for yourselves. Adopt a model for yourselves that you are proud of. The only person in the world that you cannot cheat, that you cannot trick, that you cannot deceive, that you cannot like, is yourself. So be yourselves, do your thing, recognize your responsibility to society, and you'll get there. I apologize for the sermon, but I couldn't resist. Thank you very much.